With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Travis Ryer, senior analyst for BamaOnline.com, joined by senior team writer for BOL, Charlie Potter. And Charlie, the Alabama Crimson Tide, sits with a 3-1 and record four games into the 2023 season. Let's talk about Tommy Reese. In his first year on the job for Nick Saban as the offensive coordinator at UA, been a little bit of an up-and-down performance, I would say, for this Alabama offense. Some turbulence in the month of September. Three different quarterbacks that we've seen. Uh, we've seen the run game at times show flashes of what we expected to see on probably a more consistent basis. What are your thoughts on the job that Reese has done, at least to this point of his first season? Yeah, I mean, it is kind of a work in progress. Um, I, I said it in the Q&A um, with the, the old Miss Rider, uh, just how it's you're, you're not going to show your entire playbook jumping out the gate. And I can see where that's using the excuse and, and understandably. But I do think that now that the quarterback position seems resolved and, and Alabama has named Jalen Milrow its guy, they're kind of starting to lean more towards his strengths. I don't really know why that wasn't the case in the first two games. Uh, especially against Texas. Uh, that would come in handy, I do believe. But uh, I, we talked about it on the, the BO podcast that they're starting to play to their strengths more. Uh, we saw that in the second half in the Ole Miss game. Uh, we've seen some design runs from Jalen Milrow. And I, I think Tommy Reese is starting to help his players out a little bit more, whether it's the quarterback, whether it's the offensive line. We saw a pretty heavy dose of C.J. Dupree and uh, Robbie Utes in this last game. And, and Robbie's a guy that – Tyler Booker called um, one of the offensive linemen. Uh, he's a guy that I think can certainly help those offensive tackles when it comes to pass pro and, and even in the run game. So we've seen it trending in the right direction here of late, whether it was that final drive at South Florida, the second half of the Ole Miss game, where they've kind of leaned more into that run game and been more run first and more balanced. But I think if you continue to do those things, it can open things up for Jalen Murrow in this vertical passing game, which we've seen kind of flourish throughout the season. Yeah, I'm probably going to come off as a Tommy Reese apologist at this point. But look, the guy's timing wasn't exactly perfect taking over this job. He came on the tail end of the incredible run of quarterbacks. And to an extent, some of those wide receivers that were at Alabama before Tommy Reese made his way to Tuscaloosa as well. I'm with you. I don't think we've seen at least some of what we saw from Tommy Reese's offense at Notre Dame translate to Alabama. It feels like, and you tell me, feels like they're still trying to mesh the Tommy Reese offense with the Alabama offense, which Nick Saban has talked about. Regardless of coordinators, there's going to be staples to a Nick Saban offense that are almost non-negotiable. Quarterback development, what he's had on his plate from that standpoint. You look at even in-game situations right now. Bryce Young had a good bit of autonomy, right? Uh, pre-snap, reading defenses, making checks. Tommy Reese is in the box this season instead of on the sideline, I would bet, because he's making checks from up in the box and sending them down and then alerting Jalen Milrow as to whether or not 
we're running the called play, we're checking here. It just seems to me like there's more on Tommy Reese's plate, too, than some of the guys before him. You're not wrong. I think you brought up some good points because, you know, I, I posted uh, before the start of the season whenever Alabama kind of shared those uh, coaching assignments, where they would be in terms of game day. And people were kind of scratching their heads a little bit as to why Tommy Reese wasn't on the sideline. You have a brand new quarterback, really brand new quarterbacks in that room. And, you know, he could be helpful on the sideline just in terms of going over things with them. But uh, I, I think you made a great point just in terms of he's having to do a little more when it comes to pre-snap adjustments and, and helping Jalen Milrow out because I don't think that's still a strength for, for Jalen. Um, his strengths are pretty obvious right now, whether it's his athletic or his dynamic athleticism, his ability just to, to launch some rockets down the field. But uh, I think he's still growing in that area of reading defenses and, and making those checks. So uh, it makes a lot of sense for him to be up in the booth. And, um, you know, I – in terms of like the Notre Dame offense, I didn't know how much of that we would see. I think we've started to see a little bit more of that. It was always going to be Alabama's offense. It's not one guy coming in and changing all the terminology for everyone else to learn. It's, it's vice versa. Tommy Reese has to learn Alabama's offense. But I think bringing him in, though, they're going to be those those wrinkles that, that he has. And I think, you know, maybe we saw some more of that this last game. Maybe we'll see even more of it going forward. Uh, but I think it's starting to kind of click a little bit more. I think that, you know, obviously for the offense, they have to clean some things up. They have to quit shooting themselves in the foot with some of these penalties that they've had that have locked away touchdowns. And maybe this would be a, a different conversation. But I think collectively the offense has to do a better job. That starts with the play caller all the way down to the players. And uh, I think, again, uh, kind of a broken record here, but that second half against Ole Miss, we've started to see maybe more of what we expected in game one and game two. Yeah, they've lost 30 points. Well, I guess you could say 35 because Will Reichard's going to make those extra yeah. points <laughs> to penalties, uh, offensive touchdowns that they've lost. And when you factor those into where they're at right now in the SEC statistics, they would go from 30 points per game to, well, right around 37 I would guess. So that would make a difference as well. Saban going as public as he did with the proclamation of Jalen Milrow being the guy, I think that made Jalen's job a little bit easier in some ways because even after he threw the, the bad interception in the end zone against Ole Miss, you didn't get the sense that it's look over my shoulder time for him. Maybe that helped him uh, going into that second half. And, heck, maybe it's helped Tommy Reese, too. When the head coach comes out and says, this is our guy, uh, you know exactly what you got to plan for, right? Yeah, I, I definitely do think that helps because you know, the too many cooks before this. Uh, you you got to kind of start to split these reps up, and, and that makes things difficult. And now it sounds like Jalen Milrow is getting all the first-team reps. Um, you know, We've heard from Nick Saban that Ty Simpson's the – the number two quarterback that checks out with everything we've seen on the field. So I do think it makes it easier. Um, I do think though, with having Jalen as the guy, um, i still would expect to see more design runs. I mean, the guys, he's a freak. Nick Saban's talked about how he's potentially the fastest guy on the team. So again, I, I don't think they're just going to throw everything on the table in the first month of the season. I think they want to save some of those because they have some challenging SEC games coming up, including a couple on the road you know, these next two weeks. But um, I do think that having that certainty at the quarterback position, at least in terms of what you should expect and what you have to play with, 
I think that can help moving forward. And I think we'll see you know, more of those design runs, more play action, maybe some RPOs, and then dial up some, some deep shots when things open up for this offense. Yeah, you got to be careful, too, if you're Tommy Reese. It's easy to say just more design runs for Jalen Milrow and then become an offense similar to what Alabama had in 2016 with Jalen Hurts during his true freshman season. And then you sort of limit your ceiling because at some point, you're going to have to be able to throw the football effectively. So there's a big picture side to this as well, not just the immediate uh, things that you could do and implement to to alleviate some situations. you got to win games, don't get me wrong. Uh, but growth, big picture growth for this offense is vital if it is going to have a chance to win a championship of any kind. So what do you say at this point? Um, this is more in relation to the quarterback position. Do you think this is a bridge year to the guy? Or do you still think Jalen Milrow, teamed with Tommy Reese, can be the guy beyond 2023? It's a good question. Um, and really, it's it's almost impossible to answer. This is me eloquently copying out here. Um, <laughs> that Because you don't know with the transfer portal. You never know. Uh, what's going to happen um you know Jalen being the starter the rest of the season you'll probably lose some players on this current roster that's just the nature of the beast um and then you know if if they are unhappy with how it how the season unfolds obviously that'll dictate what happens in these games maybe they go out and look for a guy earlier than they did this past year you also have Julian Sane come in who's a hell of a prospect so um I, I think it's still it's too early to tell because if Jalen Milrow goes out and balls out these next two games on the road, and then you know you get to the bye week, you get to the end of the season, Alabama's back in Atlanta and knocking on the college football playoff again, then yeah, I think it's it's clear that he's the guy. But if the offense continues to struggle or is inconsistent, um, then you're going to have to evaluate some things after the season. So it, it's going to be fascinating to see how it plays out. It's just there's so many variables with it that. I, I at this point, I'm sitting here on September 27th. I don't know if I can answer that. Yeah, at this point, I'll go ahead and say I would lean to bridge year. I would say what we've seen to date, it's a bridge year to maybe Dylan Lonergan, or if you really want to get adventurous with Julian Sayan as a true freshman in 2024. But I will reserve the right, like you, to change my mind. <laughs> so we'll see how That's it goes. Fun. Moving forward. Never, never leave yourself without an out. Right, Charlie? Oh, yeah. Charlie Potter, thanks a lot for joining us, man. A lot of fun. Yeah, no problem, man. It's always good to catch up with you. Check out all of Charlie's great work with us at BamaOnline.com.